everyone and welcome to the Pet Accountant Podcast with me, your host, Vicky Clark. I'm going to help you get to grips with your finances, save you lots of money and take the stress out of doing your tax return. So let's get going. everyone welcome i'm joined by the lovely bill betts from pet passion to profit slash my work husband um you will always see us together at the trade shows and he's joining us tonight on our mini business series uh to talk about what he does as a job what he offers which will come at the end and generally just um what he's found that people struggle with in general with business um and how uh, people sort of conquer their finance elements of their business as well um because obviously bill covers a lot of it um so it'd be nice to get his perspective on that um give you some hints and tips along the way and obviously as usual if you've got any questions uh, then please just pop them in the comments and we will answer them as we go along. So, hello, Billiard. Hello. <laughs> I was probably Billiard, I don't know why. <laughs> that was a very old name from school, actually. And was you, it? You never went to school with me, so how would you know that? I don't know, I don't know why. I always say, oh, it's Billiard. <laughs> <laughs> hello, everyone. How are you doing? Yeah, good, good. Can't believe it's Friday already. I know, I actually can't believe it's nearly Christmas. It's oh, yeah. just, this year has gone ridiculously fast. And I only saw you at Greenfest and that feels like ages away. It was a while ago, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, it was. Oh. I can't remember though. <laughs> all right, I just It all merges into one. Obviously, December, January is our busiest tax season. So for me and Lee, we're just like, we don't even know what day it is half the time. Um, but yes, no, thank you for joining me tonight because I know you have a very busy schedule and I have to try and tie you down to do these things for me now. Well, you know, yeah. I have to try and I have to book appointments now, guys. And usually I just text him. Now I've got to book bloody appointments. We used we did used to talk a lot, didn't we? <laughs> now it's just like now I've got a new work husband, you're at the back of the pack now. Lee's taken over. That's it. That's it. There's no like just impromptu chats and no. how's it going? It's just like I don't have, honestly, I don't have time. It's just literally like all the time, but I can't complain. This right. must be a good thing, mustn't it? It is, because um, if it was the other way around, then I'd be sitting here moaning, saying, I've got no clients. Um, <laughs> and sometimes, and we'll probably talk about this, you know, at the beginning, and we started at the same time, which most people know, um, it wasn't as easy, you know, to get clients and to do all that sort of stuff. Um, and now it's a different problem to have, so it's mm-hmm. it's good in a way. Yeah, and a lot of um, so obviously I, I work predominantly with pet groomers, and um, you know they've they've kind of said um, November, October, November was a little bit quiet for people, but I don't come across many that are just really struggling to get clients. There seems to be a hell of a lot of uh, pets out there, and a lot of groomers that are very very busy. I think as well, and think that again, it's a misconception. People, oh, there's not enough clients out there. There is. You've just got to find them because there's so many people with dogs now that there's no way there's not enough dogs for people. They've just got to find different ways, I guess, of marketing to them and getting them. Yeah. Are you finding that um, COVID and things had an impact on your clients or is there anything that's specific? Or maybe the fact that all the crap that's going on in the world at the minute is having an impact or not? Or do you think it's just a mindset issue? No, I, I think I, I think what's... Some of them, so some of the the people that have set up in the last sort of um, say ten to five years, you know, we've we've gone through the good times, haven't we? We've had a we've had a pretty good 
time apart from like a big pandemic in the middle of it but you know we've we've come out of that we've survived that we've gone through the good times where people have had some money you know credit cards people like throwing money at us for for a while and now things have tightened up which the economy does we live in this economy that goes in peaks and troughs so we've got to we've got to know that this is going to happen so that's like a, a lesson for the future to yeah. plan for the next recession but the ones that the the pet groomers that are that, that started up in the good times they didn't perhaps have to do a lot of marketing and now they've kind of been really really busy and now like people have kind of um stepped back a little bit so now they're like oh shit oh well you know <laughs> swear away yeah i'm like <laughs> things are, that the diary's suddenly gone quiet and it's like well you know, we just need to work a bit harder now. We just need to get back on that marketing pedal, um, getting back out there on, onto social media, talking to clients, you know, making sure that they're not going to, if they're not coming to us because we've not been marketing much during the last couple of years, then we need to go out there and make sure that we're in their faces and ensure that they know about us. So I think that's what's changed a bit. Yeah, I think uh, we've certainly had a few clients that, have fallen into that trap as in like two years three years ago they didn't need to market to get clients it was just a revolving door of dogs and then all of a sudden because of what's happened they think they're dropping off and they haven't continued with that marketing for those past two years so now they're thinking shit what am I going to do I'm now going to have to start my marketing trail and it doesn't happen instantly You've, you've got to give it time when really you should just be constantly marketing. I'm sure you always market. I've never stopped yeah, since yeah. we started. I, I'm always on social media somewhere um, because you can't let that drop off because you never know what's going to happen. You know, we could go to war with Russia, for God's sake, at some point. You never know. I mean, being dramatic, but, um, you know, you, you never know, do you? I don't watch the news. I, I just think it's ridiculous. It just makes everyone panic and it's always bad. I yeah. just don't watch it. Um but you've got to have that contingency in place because otherwise you're going to then have to then jump on the market wagon and start again with everybody else. That's it. And not only um, with marketing, and I, I, you know, we, I, my wife and I run a pet groomers, a busy pet groomers ourselves and hands up, you know, we're not always all over social media. It is an effort to, to keep that ball rolling, but you know, there's, there's great people out there now that will do it for you, you know, invest a bit of money in like the virtual assistants, the social media people that do training. You know, I did some reels training the other day and I'm starting to play about with reels um, to get stuff out there for, for the dog groomers. So it's just allocating a little bit of time every, every day or week to, to get that marketing, but it's not just marketing. Now you've got to also think, what else can I do for my customers? You know, what else can I add value wise? Are there different services that I can bring to them? Are there different things and and stepping up different revenue streams that I could bring into my business? Because, you know, if we keep doing the same thing and it's not working, then we need to innovate and look at different stuff that we can do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I remember <laughs> I remember the first video you sent me when we were starting when you was you trying to do a tiktok or something honestly if i still had that video i'd put it on tiktok and make it go viral it was the funniest thing i've ever seen (laughs) and i think i text you be like do not put that on social media it never went anywhere i I did submit it to the people that asked for it but funny enough it never got published i don't know why it was so funny honestly i was like bill please don't send that and put that on social (laughs) 
<laughs> I wish I still had it because I would literally leak it and be like, oh, I wonder where that's come from. There'll be a blue. There, there will be. It will be on your messages somewhere. You just got to. It will be, it and I will find it. Back. And I'll put it on the group. <laughs> <laughs> literally, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, well, this, think, this is what I mean about innovating in your yeah. business, in your marketing. Do stuff you're not comfortable with. Yeah, and and things like short form um, media, short form video is what's going to be next year you know we need to be starting to get used to using um photos and videos and getting our own faces out there as well getting our own faces out uh, amongst our customers you know building that know like and trust with them to to go that extra mile and make sure you stick out above your you know your competitors nearby exactly i mean i still hate being on camera i've never liked it i try and get lee i mean lee was really wooden to start with he was like your little dance video like proper wooden i yeah i remember like texting and going just relax a little bit will you like proper like like that um so what's your client well i know if you've got clients in different areas but what are your clients doing then to make themselves different have you is there anything that they all do specifically or anything so if, if you, just for example if you've got a pet groomer sitting there well what do I need to do to be different have you got any examples of what your clients have done to make that extra yeah they're um so one thing my clients have kind of um proved now work because they're scattered all all around the all around the UK um, also some abroad is that 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 but that old saying they won't pay that where I live you know they're smashing that out of the park so we we need to start so one thing is they're changing their mindset i suppose that's like one of the biggest changes that they're doing now that they're they're not thinking oh they're not going to pay that round here and they are they are smashing their prices and, and putting their prices up so one thing is like we're helping them to drop remove that fear uh, improve that mindset and start removing that sort of um limiting beliefs yeah. And then you know they're picking up their branding. You know if you're if you're charging more money, but your your logos, your colours, your your Facebook page, like your shop window, as it were, is not looking the part, then there's going to be some disconnection there between your prices and your and your and how you look and your branding. So they're picking that up. They're um, picking up like the social media posts. They're getting out there on video. They're talking to their clients. You know they're <laughs> little things like. Um, instead of messaging clients they're picking up the phone and talking to them you know all this is kind of I suppose like a little bit of old school customer service isn't it we're taking a step back to basics where we're just like instead of messaging people prices and stuff we're getting out there on the phone and, and chatting around chatting about them chatting to the clients about what they want for their pet groom and then we're selling high prices yeah, it's much easier to to ring up and speak to that person rather than just giving them a price over the phone or over an email because they don't then get that connection with you anyone can just whack a price out on an email or a text and they go mm, well okay well i'll ring the next one got no context. yeah exactly you pick them up and say actually it's, it's 45 pounds for whatever um but we do this and this and then they you get to chat to them and then they like you they're more likely then to say yes rather than you just sending a quick text going, it's 45 quid yeah and uh, you know and there'll be a lot of people sort of shouting at the uh, podcast and shouting at the screen going well I don't have time to speak to people and we know why we don't have time to speak to people because we're not charging enough money you know if we can charge more for our products and services then that gives us more time to speak to people which in turn gets more clients into our business because they love it and they recommend you and stuff like that or try and outsource if you're doing too much and I said this in the last one you know 
we we did it when we first started trying to do everything under the sun and at some point you just you get to the point where you can't do that anymore and you've you've got to let it go and give it to somebody else that can do it Mm, definitely definitely do you think there's an area so I always say that area shouldn't matter where you are in the country you can still charge the same you know do you agree with that yeah, I've got um, yeah. clients in like North Wales, Birmingham, all the way down to the south to Cornwall, Devon, you know, and they're all charging the similar prices or putting price rises through. And we get that all the time. Oh, I can't charge 50 quid uh, for that dog because I live here. And you think, well, what difference does it make where you live? You know, me and Lee charge the same regardless whether you live in Scotland, whether you live in Bognor Regis or bloody Devon. It doesn't matter. You get you get charged the same. I think again, it's all a mindset issue, isn't it? Where they go, well, I live here, so I can't charge fifty quid for a cockapoo. Well, yeah, you can. Just say it's fifty quid for a cockapoo. Yeah. Just yeah. just go and find go and find the audience, the people that will be paying that. You know, yes, the, your existing customers. You know, they they're price aware. They know what you charge day in day out. You know, so price increases for them is a little bit harder. But brand new customers that come into your business, you can, why not? A lot of people are fully booked anyway. So why not test new prices out? Why not give them a new price and see see what happens? We've always said that. And I say to that to our clients as well, just, you know, put it up a few quid and see what happens. If they say yes, brilliant. Next one comes along, put up a bit more. Wait until they say no, then you know where your little sweet spot is then, don't you? Just carry on putting it up. That's just, it. And, just remember yeah. you charge what to though. <laughs> and, and you know, it's very the again the sort of pet grooming industry is very fixed on like annual price increases. You know, every year we put our prices up by a pound or like one pound fifty or two pounds. Well, you know, now's you can start changing that up and and put your prices up every phone call, like you said. Yeah. If you really wanted to, it's it is that, that simple. And just keep track of it. Yeah, yeah. In case you forget who you're charging who to, <laughs> they're like, "How much?" You like, I do that sometimes. I think, "Oh no, I've forgotten." <laughs> <laughs> but, we've, but but a lot of people are systemized, so you know, when you're booking them in, you can make notes on the system, like how much it's going to be or how much is quoted, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. So what are you finding? Because I know you speak to a lot of different people and obviously I know you're more groomer focused, but it, I think it does apply to any any business, really, how people are dealing with the finance side of it. Because obviously I see a lot of messages on your group, um, uh, you know, who needs an accountant and all this sort of stuff. And people saying that, oh, I'm not going to use software. And there's a lot of negative comments sometimes around it. Um, and also a lot of incorrect stuff that floats around. Um, I know obviously you speak to your clients about the finance side as well. What do you find that people struggle with or what they do well or just anything really on that? that yeah, sense? I think the very f- the first thing that we all sort of, um, the first thing is to say that a lot of us feel or believe we should be doing it ourselves. But who teaches us how to be an accountant? We don't get taught this stuff at school. We don't get taught any of this. Um, so why are we doing it ourselves when the professionals out there that can do it? And yes, people sort of say, well, I can do it on my spreadsheet. And but I couldn't tell you how much money you could actually save or like spread spread like costs over certain financial years for startup costs and depreciation and all that stuff. So how much are we kind of missing out? So that's the first thing really is as business owners, a lot of people try and take on everything themselves. And 
we just don't get taught that so why are we doing that you know I don't I don't um I don't know I don't go and build a conservatory myself because I don't know how to do it I'll get someone to come in and do it um it's a very it's a very similar in business you know I I know how to help people or my wife knows how to groom dogs but she doesn't know how to do um the accounts so we hand it over so that's the first thing and and maybe sometimes people feel as though they should know how to do it and then that causes um them not to ask questions perhaps causes embarrassment at the end of the financial year because they don't quite know what to do so then they start procrastinating and then you've got that sort of downward spiral haven't you and I'm sure you probably see many people come to you going I just don't know what to do (laughs) (laughs) to this you look you think I don't know (laughs) Yeah, and I think because of that lack of knowledge, um, because of that lack of knowledge, the procrastination, people aren't looking at their figures, and especially as we're like coming into this next year, when people are a little bit concerned about cost of living, etc. If you're not looking at your figures regularly, you're going to have a really poor mindset. It's going to cause you a lot of fear. You know, if you can't work, if you're not sort of figuring out what you need to live on and what you need to charge, it's going to cause you a lot of issues and stress. And again, this is where you need to be writing down your figures daily almost to see where you're at in your business. Exactly. You know? I think I think we got asked this question. I'm sure it was what it might have been Groomfest. Someone said, oh, do you see any many people go bust? And the answer to that is no. I think maybe two, I think in, in the net two years I've been doing it with the pet industry. And that's purely based on them not looking at the figures. It's got nothing to do with there not being enough dogs to groom or enough dogs to walk. It's because they're not looking at their figures. And then when they do look at their figures, it's too late. Like, you know, we've given people 16 grand tax bills, VAT bills, 20 grand VAT bills, um, because they've just ignored, they've buried the head in the sand and gone, oh, fuck it, I'm, I'm just not going to, looks wrong, I'm just going to just not speak to anybody. And I think it's that, oh, I'll just not look at it. And you've got to look at your figures. You cannot run a business without looking at your figures. And I say this time, time again. And yeah, people can do their own tax return. You know, I always say if someone says, well, do I need to pay you to do it or can I do it? And I always say, look, if you want to do it yourself, that's absolutely fine. I'd never say it. No, you must let me do it. And I don't think necessarily it's the tax return that's the issue. It's whether that you're putting the right information into that tax return. And we've had it loads, haven't we, where people come and say, I've had a 14 grand tax bill, I've had this, that and the other. And it's because they've been doing it incorrectly. And had they not asked that question, they'd be continually paying thousands and thousands of pounds of tax when they don't need to. That's um, it. Yeah, I mean, I, like you said, I've, I've not heard of many pet groomers going bust, but you see a lot of them selling up because they're they're burnt out, they're overwhelmed, they're not enjoying it. And um, many times that's because they're not quite understanding the numbers and they're having to do a high churn rate of of work for a sort of like to keep their head above the water. Um, so, you know, top tip, look at your bank balance every day. On We've all got like, well, most of us have got like Starling or Monzo or, or other sort of online banking. Just look at your bank balance every day. See where you're at. Write down how much money you've made in that day. And then write down at the end of the week how much money you've made in that week, how much money you've spent. And then every month, do the same, you know, so you know where you're at. Profit margins, because that's where it catches people. They're like, oh, yeah, I've earned like a £1,000 this week. I'm like, yeah, but you've spent £1,200. 
So actually, you've not made anything. And we've had a few clients actually that have come to us in a bit of a pickle and sort of just said, I just don't know what to do. I don't seem to have any money. Um, and it is down to looking at the figures. And we sit down with them and say, look, this is what you're spending money on. You need to do these changes. Go away, do this and see what happens. And then they ring us back going, bloody hell, I've had the best month I've ever had. And that's just purely on us looking at their figures on a bit of software which breaks it down and saying, look, you're spending far too much in here. Your profit margin isn't anywhere where it should be. Go away and do that. And then they come back and think, bloody hell, it works. And it's yeah. just, you know, it's not, it's not, we're telling you something you don't know. You just got to look at your figures yeah, and look and see what they're doing and what you're spending your money on and what you can change. And you'll be amazed how much money you can save. That's it. Knowledge is power at the end of the day, isn't it? Um, but, you know, I understand a lot of people sort of want to bury their head in the sand a little bit, but this is not how, you, how you're going to be doing business or successful in business. So, um, yeah, so we get a lot of um, people that don't understand or don't keep up with their figures. Um, another one I'm finding lately, um, and this is like, and we've fallen for this trap as well, where it's really, really busy out there. Lots and lots of dogs that want grooming. And um, we just get busier and busier and busier. So we take on more and more staff. Um, but actually, our prices stay static. So you think, you know, you're you're taking on more dogs, and you're then opening up more appointments, so you're taking on more staff, but your prices stay static. All you're doing is eating into your profit margins, because staffing is your biggest cost. So um, a lot of people are turning around, and, and we did prior to the pandemic and just going where's all our profit going and it's like it's going into staff yeah you know they're the biggest cost so you know if you are taking on staff you need to work out what you need to do with your prices and make sure that those prices start going keep going up but and also because you're busy you've got that demand there which is you know saying people want to use your business so again get those prices up get those prices up yeah. You can't have bring all this stuff in that's costing you more and more money and then not reevaluate that profit yeah. margin because it has to stay on par, doesn't it? Or go above. Otherwise, like you said, you take on more staff and don't change the prices. All you're going to be doing is getting less profit at the end of the day. That's it. What do you find with, has anyone sort of spoken to you about the software issue? Because I know you love QuickBooks. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> uh, I think. Well, I was doing some coaching the other day with my with my clients, and um, I'm still I'm still a big spreadsheet fan. To be fair, I mean, me too. Yeah. I love a good spreadsheet. I can't help it. I don't want making tax digital. It needs to sod off. <laughs> I mean, yes, we we use so I use zero um, for my business and QuickBooks for the grooming business. We're both VAT registered, so we have to use it no matter what. But there's nothing nicer than just working out your numbers at the end of the month on a spreadsheet and just seeing exactly what you're spending because you again on zero though you can but it's you know has the bookkeeper kept it up to date you know is everything in there um if you put you know i know in our quickbooks account at the moment there's a an, there's a figure in quickbooks for october which is really throwing our um throwing our numbers out so quickbooks is showing like an extra ten thousand pounds in october and it's like now it's like going through that and finding where that figure is. Yeah. You know, whereas um, with a spreadsheet, I can just look at um, the bank account or look at our booking system and say, right, you've done £20,000 this month. Look at my bank statement, fill in what um, what we've spent. Oh, we've made a profit sort of thing. Yeah. So um, the, the thing with the systems is 
what you put in. If you put shit in, you get shit out. Sorry, <laughs> I just realised I giggled because Lee's just put in the comment, if it's not up to date, Bill, perhaps we should talk. <laughs> well, I, I do have a bookkeeper. <laughs> but, you know, everyone's busy, aren't they? So, but it's just, I think it's just where it's been allocated differently. There's like a transfer that's been put in as a credit rather than a transfer or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, this is the th- this is the trouble with software, isn't it? it, it it's 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 good if you know how to use it. Yeah, it's very very good. Um, and like you said, sometimes with that you have to use it anyway. And obviously, come twenty twenty four, all sole traders are going to have to use it. And and I've said this millions of times. I don't necessarily agree with it, just on the principle of a lot of people just don't know how to use it. And they can say, oh, it's done in plain English and we don't use accountancy jargon, that's fine. But, you know, we see it day in, day out when we go onto people's software to see what they're doing and it's all wrong. And that's no, like, disrespect to them. It's just you're not accountants. It'd be like someone giving me a, a, a poodle to groom. Yeah. It'd probably come out where I don't God knows what it'd come out looking like, but it's because I'm not a groomer. So it would be like everyone saying, right, from now on, you have to groom your own dogs. It's compulsory to groom your own dogs. You'd be like, well, how the, how the F do I do that? And then it's the same, saying, well, actually, now to do your accounts, you have to use accountancy software. People do not use it. So it, don't, yeah. don't fall for the adverts. The adverts make it look so easy. The adverts make it look oh, it's so easy. Oh, I just click this button, click that button, and just submit your tax return and have a drink, and it's all rosy. And you're just like, what? Shut up. I mean, we hate QuickBooks anyway, as you know. But I just think, you know, I mean, me and Lee are doing um, a free agent session on Sunday. Hmm. So we're actually going to go quite in-depth um, on the sort of accountancy side as well as of what people actually need to do. Um, and we were doing that with zero as well at some point. And it's just to help people because, you know, when we've looked at it and like 90% of the people are doing it wrong, you know, for, just as an example, someone put like a stapler as a, as a capital expense <laughs> and put depreciation on a £13 stapler, which to us is hilarious because we're like, it's like a little accountancy thing. We're like, oh, how funny. Um, but then you think, well, no one knows. You, yeah. They're not taught this stuff. Like, people probably don't know what a capital expense is. You know, so why? And you just think, how can they expect you to use a software? But, well. The, you know, the top tip with software is just don't do it yourself. Just, <laughs> just give it to someone you, else to do. As you well found out when you ruined so it. If, um, how much... If you sit there and stress and worry and spend hours sitting on your laptop trying to work out your um, what you have to put in and matching sums and and I think one of the biggest things was I never actually um, when you get your bank statement and you make sure it's correct on QuickBooks never did that they don't say that in the adverts do they <laughs> so if you don't, if you never like um, oh, what's the word reconcile your statement reconcile it, yeah. QuickBooks, which you think, well, QuickBooks is looking at my bank statement, my bank account anyway. It should should know what's in there. You know, if you're stressing about all that, for the sake of like a hundred pounds a month, you could just go down the pub with your family instead. You know, value your time. Give it to a professional. Give it to someone that knows what they're doing. They'll do it really quickly, proficiently, probably save you money as well, and stress, hassle, time, and just go and spend some time with your family. Yeah. You know. It, is, it does make it look easy on the TV and it's just oh. 
I mean, God knows what's going to happen. I mean, whether, I don't know if they'll delay it again, who knows? I, I doubt it. Um, I was saying that they should really put the limited companies first in 2024 and do it that way um, and just see, but rather than putting the majority of people through as sole traders in 2024 and just seeing the havoc um, that that creates. I've just got a few comments I'll read out. I don't know if you can see them. No, um, Fiona said, I wish I could have seen that, which I was referring to your your That's very great dance video. <laughs> Gemma's put, yeah, honestly, it was so bad. Um, Gemma's put, they'll pay it, which I think was a reference to um, the prices. Um, Helen's put, no one wants to fix something until it's broken. Uh, and then Lee's put, one of, the, one of those pitfalls of QuickBooks is how easy it is to add an artificial transaction to the bank so mm-hmm. the two will never balance. Um, and that's that's again. People have deleted stuff off the bank feeds. They've added <clears throat> they've added stuff in. Um, some people don't even connect the bank feeds and do it manually. It, and, and once you make that one mistake, so you might make that one mistake in say February, and then you start chasing that that mistake, then escalates month after month after month after month, and then you then have to go and sort of do some forensic accounting yeah. to go back through your through your QuickBooks or whatever software. Why doesn't it balance? Because your bank balance should match what's in your software and pretty much never does for anybody. Why is it four grand out? I don't know. (laughs) So, you know, top tip, don't mess with your books. Get someone to do it. (laughs) You know, and I'd say that to anyone. I, I say that to people all the time. You know, and if they're not using someone like yourself, who you're very open and and sort of share lots and lots of information with people, question your accountant. About everything, you and know. sometimes you get dodgy accountants that give you crap advice, yeah. which we've come yeah. across, you know. And even some comments in the group recently um, of I think someone about entertainment expenses, which was wrong, and that's not on them; that's on their accountant giving them this the wrong information. Um, and it's scary, really, the amount of of crap information people get. And it's all over social media. I see it all the time. You know, and they just put this week we had that and, you know, we've got to try and say, well, actually, no. And it's really awkward saying, well, actually, they're wrong. Yeah. You know, we, we don't want to sound like arseholes, but they're wrong. <laughs> and you're like, but simply, they're wrong, you know, and it's it's scary what people may put through or not put through. I think one thing about, um, I'm sure it's the same in, in many industries, but yeah. accountancy, um there's a lot of assumed knowledge. So I think people sign up with an accountant and the accountant just assumes that that person knows what, what they have to submit, what they have to do, um, when they have to do it, you know, what they can and can't do. And then, um, you know, it all goes wrong, doesn't it? Yeah, and everyone's <laughs> different. And I think a lot of accountants poo-poo the, the pet industry for some reason. I don't know why. Or they don't take the time to explain stuff. Like, mainly will always try and explain anything that, that you know I always say people please don't sign the accounts unless you 100% know what you're looking at mm-hmm. I would rather sit and spend 10-20 minutes talking you through it than you just willingly sign it um but yeah it, it's difficult uh especially and that's social media and that's why I started the group so that people could get correct information and if no one takes it I'll just delete the delete the thread because I'm not going to have incorrect information on the group yeah um, that's it. but yeah and and People, again, if they have accountants, bookkeepers, they should be people that they're picking up the phone to. So uh, November, I spoke to the accountant three times, um, one about 
I was I was getting a bit worried about my corporation tax, and I was just like, I just need to I just need to speak to him because the accounts are on his desk. And I was like, right, what's my corporation tax? And he's like, it's I think he said it was it was around two and a half grand. And I was like, right, I've got that saved up. But actually, it came through at sixteen hundred quid, so um, it saved me some money. Have you not got a corporation tax pot? Yeah, got a corporation tax pot. Had the money in there, so corporation tax pot. That pot, Lee's got an effing pot for everything. (laughs) Every week I look at the bank, and he's got a new pot for something. I know he's watching. (laughs) He just literally has a pot for everything. Uh, Christmas dinner pot, Christmas party pot, staff pot. That part. It's that organisation, isn't it? So I, I spoke to him about that. Um, then I spoke to him about some staff sort of issues. You know, we've got a uh, a, a young lady, a 15-year-old that's doing some Saturday work with us. It's like, does she need a pay slip? And it's like, no, but here's some forms for you to fill in so that we can keep it on file. Um, we look, we're signed up for some private healthcare. What's, what are the effects on the business if we put that through the business? You know, these are all conversations we're not sitting here, right? Me and Emma, we're not sitting here thinking, can we do that? Can we do that? You know, what if, what if? No, we're going to go out and get the answers. And these are all like conversations that we, we're having with our accountant because they're the ones that got the, the, the knowledge. Yeah, I think, you know, and we always say, like, please talk to us. You know, don't sit there and speak to us once a year. Like, we're here to help at the end of the day. And we're more than happy to sit and chat to people if they need it. So, yeah, I think communication is definitely key. Um, <laughs> Helen's just put Lee can I borrow a pot uh, <laughs> and, and quite a, a good comment from Lee actually anyone can call themselves an accountant you should check that they are registered with a governing body mm-hmm. uh, we are registered with the AAT um, and, and someone and you know Helen herself who's has openly said on one of the podcasts that she got an absolute well I'm not going to say the word um, well, I always thought it's criminal what, what he did. <laughs> well, exactly. You know, he probably wasn't even an accountant. You know, God knows what he was. Um, it's caused no end of pain and, and consequently had a much higher tax bill this year when we did the accounts because he had done some odd accounting and we couldn't work out what he'd done. It was mm-hmm. that bad. So what where's he got that where's he got those figures from? Uh, I mean we fixed it, but again, it's stress that you don't need at the end of the day. Um, right, so on to the juicy bits. Bill, this is time for you to shine, do a little dance. <laughs> if you please don't. Oh. <laughs> it was worse than that. Um, right, just for those who may not know who you are, um, do you want to tell everyone? Because I know you've got the care of pet professionals as well, which I'm more than happy for you to to tell people about as well. What you do or what it is that you offer, or what are you offering at the minute? So um, I work with pet groomers and we sort of take them from overwhelmed uh, to sort of structured growth with the pet grooming business program. So we take them on a journey, like a holistic view of their business and work with them around um, marketing, branding, uh, well, social media is marketing, isn't it? And pricing, mindset, structure, and then uh, implementation. So we sort of like make sure that they're, they're getting things done, getting shit done, as we call it. Um, so that's a, a group program that I run for existing pet groomers. And then me and you do the business startup course, um, yeah. sort of making sure that people are starting their business with more confidence, uh, making sure their prices are higher and uh, making sure that all their accounts are in order right from the very beginning and kind of answering all those critical questions that people might have when they when they start their business. 
And then um, care pet professionals, like you said. Um, so uh, if people don't aware, I did 19 years in the police and uh, managed to get out of there. My mental health was quite poor. And uh, I've teamed up with Jules, who is currently a, a paramedic, um, serving paramedic, and also has had her own struggles. And then coming into the pet industry, uh, I, I sort of realised that there is no support or help for for pet professionals when they suffer with that, and everyone suffers with the mental with mental health. The same, whatever industry you're in. So, me and Jules have set up uh, Care of Pet Professionals, which is like a it's a community interest company um, where we support people with mental well being, and uh, and if need be, you know, find them counselling and, and and get them help. So um, busy, 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 really. Yeah. <laughs> So Bill will put all of the links to all of that stuff on the group. Um, if you want to um, speak to him about that or his groomer programme uh, and also link to his fabulous group, um, if you want to get in touch with him. Uh, are you going to Crufts next year? I don't think I'll be at Crufts. Um, no. Not sure. We've not, we've not really discussed it, but um, definitely some groom fest. There's two groom fests coming up um and there's potential planning of a business conference around june so like a yes. pet grooming business conference around the june time so so uh yeah lots of hard work next year lots lots you'll of see us about together no doubt at some point so come and say hello if you do um lee's just put on <laughs> lee's just put... <laughs> I have some videos of Arthur dancing if anyone's interested. So we went to the PIF Awards. We sponsored um, the PIF Awards last month and we got slightly intoxicated uh, on the free wine on the table. So Lee took some very incriminating videos of me trying to dance. Well, on TikTok. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I would die if they went anywhere other than Lee's phone. <laughs> Accountant. Yeah, no, yeah, the drunk accountant, which is usually be on a Friday, but today I'm going with the co-op water. <laughs> nice. So change changing it up. Um, right, I think Frank just nearly came through the door then. Right, I'm gonna let you go because it's Friday night and I'm sure that you want to chill and relax. But um, thank you for doing that. Um, oh, this will be live on the podcast uh probably earlier next week, uh, when I give it to Darren to do. <laughs> Um, and yeah, if you've got any questions for Bill, put them in the group. I will get him to put all his links for everything in the group as well. Um, so you can contact him easily. And I'm sure I will see you very soon again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I used to said thanks as well. Um, maybe we'll have a threesome on here at some point and I'll get Lee to come on. <laughs> My two work husbands. Um, but no, thank you for doing that, Bill. Um, and I will catch everyone next Wednesday, probably. Um, we're trying to get a few special guests on, so we'll see how that goes. Um, if not, you'll have the lovely me and Lee, where we're probably actually going to talk about Christmas expenses and parties and all that sort of stuff, because nice. uh, that has come up quite recently uh, in quite a few comments. But yes, have a good weekend, everyone. Thank you very much, Bill, and I'll speak to you soon, uh, and we'll catch up with everyone next week. Take care. All right, cheers, Bill. Take care, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed my podcast, don't forget to subscribe for me. And if you want to speak to me, please visit my website at www.petaccountant.co.uk. And if you'd like to join my Facebook group, which is full of like-minded pet professionals, then search Accounting for Pet Professionals in Facebook and I will see you there.